Blog Talk Radio. Ignite your life with passion and purpose. Your health, your wealth, your happiness. Make it good. This is Modern Love with Dr. Brenda Wade. A big thank you to Rainbow Grocery, our favorite grocery store here in the San Francisco Bay Area, for being our sponsor, because a healthy body is a sexy body. Hi there, everyone, and welcome to Modern Love Radio. So happy to have you with us, and I love, love, love our topic tonight, and I think you're going to get a lot out of it. In fact, I believe you're going to come away feeling inspired to be a better person and to live an even more meaningful life. Our guest tonight is going to talk about the greatest gift you can give. And we say that gift is you. Tonight's guest is a man on a mission. His name is Brad and he'll correct me if I got that wrong, and he wants to transform the world into a more generous and giving place. Think about that. Imagine this world being a more generous and giving place, and I challenge you right now to imagine what that would be like for you, how you can participate in it. Brad says he doesn't just want people to, quote, pay it forward, he wants people to give it forward. And here at Modern Love, we know that giving isn't always about money. One of the best gifts you can gifts you can give is you and your big, beautiful, open heart and lots of love. Brad's got a new book called I Like Giving, The Transforming Power of a Generous Life. He shares personal stories and stories about others who been out there committing acts of giving and how it's changed the lives of both those who give and those who receive. Welcome to Modern Love. Brad, how are you? I'm well, Dr. Brenda. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. Now, did I pronounce your name correctly? You got it close. There's an extra M in there, so forms ma. Formsma, there we go. So everyone get that down. It's Brad Formsma, and his new book is I Like Giving the Transforming Power of a Generous Life. So Brad, of course, we want to know about you. How did you get interested in having a generous life? Well, Brenda, it started at 13 years of age. Uh, I, I was one of three kids, the oldest, all right? And my mom came home with a little picture that was of an ultrasound, and she was going to have twins. So our whole family dynamic changed. We went from three to five. Wow, really that's fast. a big change. Oh, and that was back in the era, you know, when you didn't have many months to plan. So it was like two weeks later, out came little brother Steve and little brother Scott. Needless to say, our family activities kind of shifted towards the younger age, and I was looking for ways to escape, and I started tagging along with my grandfather. He owned a commercial bakery, but in addition to his commercial bakery, he had a little private bakery off of his office. 
And so every Saturday he'd make these 16 loaves of bread, and then we would set out Saturday afternoon, and we would bring loaves of bread. Sometimes he'd give a economic and financial gift if we were seeing someone that had that need, or he'd just bring a loaf of bread and a kind word. So he was modeling something to me, and uh, that was really the beginning of, of my generosity journey, if you will. Well, you needed some generosity with those two little twins joining the family. Goodness. Oh, my word. I, you know what? I, I I started doing diapers way too young. It worked well, though, when we got married and had kids, and I could show my wife how to do it. But oh. what happened <laughs> a few years later <clears throat> was very significant. Uh, in 2008, uh, I... I really wanted to find a way to bring our family in and around giving. And, you know, your kids aren't going to understand $1,000 checks, even hundreds of dollars you're giving to someone, but they might understand something like giving bikes away. And there was an article in our local newspaper that talked about a Sudanese father and son who had been firebombed out of their village, and they had come as refugees to the city that we were living in at the time in Michigan. And the article went on to say that some thugs had stolen their bikes. And so that was how the dad could get to work. And so our whole family decided after reading this article that we needed to go do something. In fact, my 10-year-old said, we got to go get them bikes. And so we did. We headed off to Costco, uh, loaded up the minivan with bikes, and then we realized, we don't know where they live. I mean, that's what they access to the newspaper. So we're calling the organization, and one thing leads to another. But finally, we find where they live, and when we get to them, all the dad could say is, I like bike. I like bike. I like bike because of his language barrier, all right? Oh. And as I would tell that story after the fact, my friends started coming to me with their own I like story. You know, they'd say, I like Taco Bell, and I'm like, well, I don't. What are you, what are you talking about? Well, I was there, and I bought somebody a meal, or... Someone would say, I like cavities. And I'd say, what? what? No, you remember the I like bike story? Uh, I like cavities. I was at the uh-huh. I overheard a single mom say, $926, I can't pay this bill. And this guy got up and he was like, hey, look, I, I'll take care of it. And he said his whole ride home, his feet didn't hit the ground. He was so excited. But he said, if I didn't know the I like bike story, I probably wouldn't have stepped out and done something crazy like paying for the cavity bill of someone I don't know. Yeah, and it sounds crazy. However, you just said that your friend's feet didn't touch the ground. So what's the power? There's a tremendous power that you're pointing to. Brad, tell us more about that, the power of giving. Well, I like to say... I need to give as And, Brad, as do me a favor. I'm having just a tiny bit of trouble hearing you. Can you get closer to your mic? Absolutely. How's Thank that? Thank you. A little bit better, yeah. Okay. I find that I am able to – I'm a better person by doing things for other people. It's, it's crazy because you think, well, I want that for me, whatever that would be, and I'll somehow feel better. But it seems like the joy of giving and the joy of doing things for other people stays 
much longer than if I buy something for myself. It doesn't mean I don't enjoy what I what I have or, you know, but there's this reality that the oxytocin kicks in. There's just this joy feeling that happens in me. And, and I think it's how we're wired to live. Okay, and oxytocin, for those who don't know, that is one of the feel-good neurotransmitters in your brain. It's a feel-good hormone. And it's a wonderful thing. In fact, it's the hormone you secrete since it's modern love here. We're going to talk love for just a sec, Brad. It's a hormone you secrete if you're a woman especially and you're nursing a baby or if you have sex with a man that you love. Or for that matter, look out because it happens you have sex with anybody. So having said that, Brad, let's go back to giving. happens then, you know, for me, Brad, I'm sorry, losing you. Are you there? Uh-oh. Mr. Generosity, come back to us. We like you. Sounds like Brad's signal may have died out. Everybody sit tight. I know we'll get him right back. I'm checking in with our producer, Cliff. You got any word on what's going on? We are uh, having him call right back. Okay, super. uh, Meanwhile, I want to remind... Here he is. Great, great, great. Hi there, Brad. Hello. I have no idea what happened, but thank you for getting grace. We're glad to have you back. Yes. Um, So what we found through our research is that when people observe an act of generosity, they experience their brain producing that hormone. And the person giving gets it. And the person receiving gets it. It has this big rippling effect. You know, I have to say this, Brad. When I was an undergraduate 100 years ago at the University of Washington, my advisor, Dr. Martha Perry, was doing research on whether she could teach students to be altruistic, to be generous, to be kind, to be giving. And so she showed them videotapes of Mother Teresa giving. And you know what happened? The meter didn't move on altruism. They weren't any kinder. They weren't any more generous. But their immune systems went through the roof. They got much healthier. Now, isn't that interesting? Wow. Uh, You learn something every day. Uh, (laughs) Wow, that's a great story. What yeah. I, what, what I find interesting is I've never met a generous person who didn't tie it back to someone early on in their life modeling something for them. I'm sure they're out there, but most people will say, oh, I had a grandfather, I had a grandma, or my mom taught me that you know we, we can do things for other people. I, that's a significant thing for parents that are saying, well, I want my kid to be more others-focused and less self-focused and less interested in the next piece of technology. Right. Well, but, I can remember my Sunday school teacher teaching us it's more blessed to give than receive. And then later in life, I've studied all these other traditions. And uh, the Dalai Lama says the religion I practice is kindness. Hmm. Well, I I have found that idea that it's more blessed to give than receive uh, to be 
super, super true. Uh, now, how and, did you, I'm just curious, how did you, because I checked out some of your writing, how did you relate our capacity to give to our capacity for self-love? And Brad, again, I don't know if it's me and my hearing, but I still could use a little more volume from you. Okay, well, I'm. I will try to do all I can. Um, Whatever you just did helped. Thank you. Okay, um, so what we've realized is that generosity is much broader than money, and oftentimes when someone hears generosity or giving, they go right to money and that goes right to, oh, this isn't a good time. I need to be a millionaire. I, you know, I'd like to give when I have more at another point in time. But the reality of it is, is we all have something to give. We can be generous with our thoughts towards another person. We can be generous with the way that we speak to other people, which is huge. We can be generous with our stuff and the way that we share. Now, give an example and, of speaking to someone in a generous way, because that's that's really so important when we talk about love. I was in one of my favorite airports several months ago, and I was leaving the bathroom, and I realized that the, there was a manager cleaning it, and he had done such a good job, and he had a smile on his face, he had his very organized uh cleaning cart, and I just had this prompting to give him 20 bucks, but more importantly, a compliment. And so as I caught up with the man, I learned that his name was Conrad. And I said, Conrad, this $20 is for you. Thank you for doing a great job cleaning that airport restroom. And he looked at me with kind of a puzzled look, and as we shook hands, I noticed that his name patch, the patch across his chest, was blank. His employer hadn't put it in. And I said, Conrad, I just want you to know, if you worked for me, your name would be on your shirt because you matter. I believe you're a good man. Tears welled up in his eyes. It's a very large, grown man. And I realized that we connected. I realized that what I had spoken into his life was far more important than the $20. And I just made him feel like he mattered because we're all the same. I mean, it, it's so easy to begin to think that somehow because of what we have or our position or what we earn or what we've saved or where we work, that we're somehow better. Oh, that not. is such a beautiful story. I love that story. And when we take that home, because this, of course, is one of the big things I teach all the couples that I work with in our seminars and our teleseminar programs and even in private coaching. It is so important to speak those words of encouragement. And I actually have a little formula. You can feel free to borrow this, and everybody feel free to use it. Use your five A's. Appreciation is one of the A's. Use that like it's a new religion with your mate. Because when we appreciate our mate, we get over that thing. There's a thing called relationship fatigue. You think because you see that person every day, you don't have to make an effort. Remember what it was like when you were lonely and you were looking for a mate. So be grateful that you have your mate and let them know you're grateful. Absolutely. 
I like that. Tell me more about the five A's. <laughs> well, we go from appreciation to acceptance, affection, admiration, and allow, where you allow the other person to be themselves and let there be flow. We allow. Because that's the opposite of one of the C's, which are the kiss of death. That's the opposite of control. Okay. So having gotten our love lesson in, we're big on love lessons here. You're giving a powerful love lesson because everything that you are teaching and sharing with us, Brad, we can take that, we can do that in our love lives. And I want to just raise the bar for everybody because I would love to have all of our listeners do that in their own lives in how you treat yourself. Because so often how we treat ourselves determines how we treat others. And by the way, if you want to join the conversation with Brad Forms, Formsma, got it right? Formsma, the author yes. of I Like Giving, The Transforming Power of a Generous Life, call us at 347 989 or hit me back on Facebook or Twitter at Dr. Brenda Wade. And we've got a question here that did come in because a lot of our audience already knows they can just hit us back with questions. So this question says, I think I'm a generous person, but sometimes I feel scared because I just don't have that much money. Yep, I hear it all the time, but that's a lie. So now that you know that it's a lie, you can look for ways to be generous that may include money, but as we just mentioned earlier, go way beyond money. And I think for all of us, we have to realize when that voice starts to play that we're less than something and we don't add up to be worthy of doing something for someone else. It's just it's just a, a voice that wants to discourage us loving our neighbor. Yeah, and I would say, hey, how about experimenting? If you're feeling frightened to give, just start giving what feels comfortable for now and experiment with what it's like and then give a little bit more, a little bit more. Sometimes when we're learning a new behavior, we use those little small changes to ease into it. So thank you for your question, and I would say go at it gradually, but build this because I really do know that everything is energy. That's the first principle of quantum physics, and all of our listeners know I'm the biggest geek in the world, and that studying physics is where I started, and doing research in physics is where I started my career. And energy is real. When you give, you do set something in motion out there in the world energetically. And even if nothing changes out there, what Brad said that I love is something changes in you. And I think that's worth a lot, Brad. So tell us, what is this concept you have about reverse pickpocketing? <laughs> well, I, I want to I make sure that the, the person that gave us that question also hears that generous people get more generous. And so the idea of building, I've never met someone who said, well, I've been generous and I've continued to grow in my generosity over the last five or six years, 
And I've decided I'm no longer going to be generous. In fact, I'm done. I'm stopping. I've never met that person. Hmm. I always meet people that say, well, I, you know, I'm finding new ways to give. I'm helping people with luggage. I never helped like that before. I, I actually felt inclined to give my first class seat away because I saw someone struggling and they, they could use more leg room and they, you know, clearly had a disability. So you start to hear people grow into this giving idea, this, you think in terms of a lifestyle of generosity is what I like to say. And you look at your current lifestyle, what you drive or where you live. Okay, well, you just pushed a big button for me, Brad. I don't know if I could give away my first class seat. I just need to go on record. (laughs) If I get there, I'll let you know. (laughs) Well, I didn't tell you to do that, though. Isn't that interesting? See, that's oh, the no. Big, that's the you big know, everybody secret. has a place where they think, well, I couldn't do that. So I just need to, to just be authentic here and let you know that I'm always looking for that first class seat, and I don't want to give it up. But I might. I might grow to that point. This conversation is a good one. So we have another question, if I can put this in. Okay, it says, Dr. Brenda, you and Brad were talking about generosity and relationships. I feel so angry, ooh, thank you for your question, angry with my spouse all the time. How do I start being generous? I don't think he really cares about me. This Mm. is Jill. Okay, thanks, Jill. Jill, thank you for that question. When we start to look at the good in another person, even if it's just so small, it starts to change our perspective. My wife will often joke to me like, you know, that you, you sometimes you just have some stinking thinking about me or about a situation. And as I have found, as I start to see the good, even the littlest thing, and I focus on that, and perhaps I thank a person for that, that I'm in relationship with, by being grateful, by being thankful, you will find things start to shift. You know, I think sometimes people also recognize the fact that they have had people do things for them in the past. You know, they somehow got brought up with clothes on their back and food and things like this. And it's so easy in our culture of consumption and what have you to start to think about, well, I don't have, I don't have anything. No one's ever done anything for me. So to me, gratitude and being addicted to thankful is is an okay addiction. It, I think it's a great addiction. Now go back to the reverse pickpocketing because I interrupted you on that. Well, uh, you know, the reverse pickpocketing is the idea of, I, like, I would like to go on Thanksgiving, I would get some cash, and I would go into a grocery store. And I would have different amounts, hundreds, fifties, twenties, or whatever. And I would just walk up and down the aisles and just try to get a read if there was someone that I could help. Well, one day I came across this older lady, and I've always had a heart for widows. And if you ever watched any I Like Giving films at ilikegiving.com, I Like Being 98 is definitely one to watch. Eight million people have also viewed it. And I came across this lady and she had her little calculator out and a big stack of coupons. And I I just walked past her and handed her a handshake full of cash. And I said, bless you, because I like to say that. 
say thank you, say whatever you want. And I walked away. And it was like I got to put it into her pocketbook instead of take it out of somebody else's. You know what I'm saying? I think that's Yeah, yeah, that's a yeah. great story. That but is there a are great people story. Who, you know, it's all about getting the antenna working. And it's all about listening. We can pick up so much by just, I always say, when you move from awareness to action, great things happen. We have to do something. I mean, the point of having the radio shows and tell stories is we want to help encourage people to move. I don't get anything out of you doing something for someone else other than the satisfaction that I inspired you and encouraged you. So this is really a a campaign, the I Like Giving campaign. And by the way, everyone, Brad's website is www.ilikegiving.com. And he's got over 100,000 likes on Facebook, and now you can see why. Because the challenge here is for each one of us, do what my granny used to call, search your heart and figure out how can I open my heart more i say there are 12 powers of the heart i teach this principle all the time in my classes and one of those 12 powers is gratitude and gratitude is actually as brad says in his book related to generosity so brad before you leave us explain how those are related would you please help me help me understand as we close out our time together, what you would like me to speak to? Because there's What's a lot the difference in what you between dismissed. generosity and gratitude. Well, I believe that generosity is giving without expecting anything in return. Okay? Mm-hmm. And I think that I can just be grateful for a situation. I can be grateful for whatever has been given to me. But I think it's important when we give, and that's why I don't like the word pay it forward because pay it forward sounds like I had an invoice and and paid a bill. I want to give and not expect anything in return and trust the process, trust that the the right thing will happen. I don't want to give with a wrong motivation. Yeah, that, you're not giving yeah. to receive, you're giving to give. You You end up receiving when you give. That's yeah, the now, Brad, part. leave us with this, because everybody, you got that about the difference between generosity and gratitude. Gratitude is appreciating whatever you have or have experienced, whereas generosity is giving without expectation. Brad, quickly tell us your favorite story of I Like Giving. Oh, my favorite story is of a little girl named Gracie. She's six seven years old. She's at a Target store with her mom. She saved up her money to buy sparkly nail polish. And as they go up to the rack at Target and they look over all of the choices, there's two other girls there. And one of the girls says to her friend, oh no, it's $10. I don't have that much money. And Gracie pulls on her mom's coat and says, will you give my money to them so they can get sparkly nail polish? And so as the mom got the $10 out and gave it to those girls, they were blown away, so excited that they were going to be able to get the sparkly nail polish. And Gracie and her mom just walked away. Well, on that ride home, 
Gracie and her mom realized they never got smart, sparkly nail polish for themselves. They were so in the moment and others focused that their need totally went away. And that's a special story because it's my daughter and it's oh. in Sweet. And so we called the story, I Like Sparkly Nail Polish. And that <laughs> night she wanted to come home and we sat at dinner. We, we do these high and lows of the day. And she couldn't wait to tell me and her brothers that she was able to buy some strangers sparkly nail polish. Oh, that is an all-time sweet story. Brad, thank you so much. We're talking to Brad Formsa, who is our guest this evening. His book is Giving the Transforming Power of a Generous Life, and Brad challenges all of us to develop more what I call heart power. And trust me, by becoming generous, that makes you a much better partner in love because everyone wants to be in a relationship with somebody with a big heart. Brad, thank you so very, very much for joining us and for your inspiration. You really touched my heart. And everyone, stay in touch with Brad at www.ilikegiving.com. And Brad, tell us again, what's your YouTube page? Because I'm going to go check out those videos. We are at ilikegiving.com. Great. Super. All right, everyone. Many blessings to you. My love to all of you. Go out there and give with open hearts. We'll be with you again next week. And a great, big, generous thank you to our brilliant producer, LaGrand Green, to our associate producer, Cliff Dunning, and happy anniversary, happy 40th anniversary to our sponsor, Rainbow Grocery, here in the San Francisco Bay Area. Good night.